Whole milk in schools is so important for our district, and that's the topic on today's Conversations with Clint. Thank you so much for joining us, and today we are talking about whole milk in our schools and really all things milk here in Pennsylvania with my good friend, Representative John Lawrence, represents Chester County. Good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing today, Clint? I'm doing great. You know, it's a good week in Harrisburg when we can talk about mm -hmm. milk, and uh, thanks for coming in for a conversation. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so we really appreciate folks tuning in, but we really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk about really this idea that came while you were mowing grass. Yeah, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Some of my best ideas come to me when I'm on my tractor. Really? Yeah, that's true. You have some time to think a little bit. That, right? it, it does help. Now, my son, he mows our grass, so maybe I'll have to try that. <laughs> maybe I'll come up with some, a really good idea like whole milk in schools. This was a, yeah. this was a great bill. Um, it has to do with basically saying this is a, this is a Pennsylvania issue. Right. It's Pennsylvania milk, Pennsylvania schools, Pennsylvania dollars, Pennsylvania kids, Pennsylvania issue, not a federal issue. Talk us through exactly what it does. Yeah, so this week we've moved really a package of dairy bills. I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about all of them, but the bill here, House Bill 2397, deals with whole milk in Pennsylvania schools. So about 12 years ago, the federal government passed a new federal law that a lot of folks think took whole milk out of schools, leaving skim milk behind. And what have we seen over the last 12 years? Well, we've frankly seen a lot of skim milk end up in the dumpsters of school cafeterias, right? Kids don't like skim milk. I don't like skim milk. You know, if you right. want to drink skim milk, have at it, right? But I like whole milk. I like chocolate milk. And because of that, we've seen really a generation of kids that are not drinking milk. And that's a problem. So, you know, this, the idea of this bill, and I really appreciate you letting me join you on it, um, really takes this 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 back to a state issue and says, hey, school district, if you want to serve Pennsylvania milk to your PA kids using your PA dollars, you can do that, right? Right, and that's the whole point of the bill. If you think about it, you know, the 10th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution reserves anything that's not in the Constitution, you know, to the states. So if we think about agriculture and education, these are issues where the state should really be in the fore. So if we're going to have um, a Pennsylvania school that's looking to purchase a Pennsylvania product, in this case milk that's produced, bottled, and sold within the Commonwealth, there's no reason that those schools shouldn't be able to serve this healthy whole milk to children at this Pennsylvania school. Now there's a lot of people that are worried that, you know, hey, maybe this is going to take some federal money away from my school district. And that might be the reason why a school may choose not to do this. Now in the school districts or the school districts in my district, you know, they're looking for ways to do this. They want to support their dairy farmers. So they're not looking for ways to, to, to not do it. They're looking for ways to do this. But you have a, a very interesting enforcement mechanism as part of this bill. Talk a little bit about how you've included the attorney general on this. Right. So for a school district that participates in this, there might be some fear that, well, you know, if we flout this federal regulation, maybe the federal government will withhold funding from our school district. And that, that could be a big deal for some school districts. So the bill, House Bill 2397, contains a provision that says any Pennsylvania school that elects to participate in this, if the federal government decides to withhold any funding, the Attorney General of the Commonwealth will come in and act as basically a private attorney for the school district and sue the federal government for those funds. 
this is a great bill. It's so creative, you know, and it's been fun to work on. And yeah. the support that we've got through the through the really everybody on the house, you know, is really exciting. Everybody wants to support our farmers. We lost 2,140 farms since the enactment in 2010 of really a failed policy like like that came out of D.C. on this. Just 230 this last year. So, and I'm not saying this is completely, you know, because of this issue, but it definitely is a part of it. When you lose a whole generation of milk drinkers, that is definitely part of it. And, and our kids in our schools want to drink whole milk, and we've heard a lot about it. So we're, this is one step closer. It's moving over to the Senate. Hopefully we can get that through. This is a positive move this week in Harrisburg. But that wasn't it. There were actually two other bills that I'd like to talk mm -hmm. about. Let's talk about the Keystone Opportunity Zones when it comes to dairy farms. So House Bill 223, Keystone Opportunity Dairy Zones, and the goal there is to provide incentives, tax incentives, for an organization that cites new processing facilities for milk in Pennsylvania or expands an existing facility. So it could be cheese or a butter plant or ice cream or yogurt. And the idea there is that if they commit to building a new plant or expanding an existing plant, they would receive a significant tax break for 10 years if they commit to use 75% milk that's produced in Pennsylvania. And there's a kind of a second part of the bill that would also let small dairy farmers get in on this opportunity as well. So if you have a, a small dairy farm, a small herd of 250 cows or fewer, and you thought, you know, maybe I'd like to get into, you know, glass bottle milk delivery or a ice cream stand at the end of my lane or, uh, you know, get into maybe cheese making operation, you too could apply for the tax abatements in the bill. Well, we hear about that all the time. One of the next steps to really not just sustaining where we're at in the dairy industry, but actually growing it, turn it, stopping the cycle that we're in, we need processors. And that's one of the things that this bill is really trying to address is giving them an opportunity and giving them another reason to look at Pennsylvania as a great place to, to process and you know, really utilize our great product that our farmers are creating. Um, another issue that comes up whenever you talk about the dairy industry is premiums. So mm -hmm. one of the bills that we worked on this, this week is really trying to figure out this stranded premium, where's the premium going? Um, talk a little bit about the, what, the overorder premium here in Pennsylvania and what your, your third milk bill uh, is, is attempting to accomplish with this. So House Bill 224 tackles this issue of uh, state-mandated milk premiums that are assessed by the uh, Pennsylvania Milk Marketing Board. I think there's a lot of farmers, Clint, who wonder, you know, what happens to that money? You know, I, I, I've heard that money's supposed to be coming back to me in my milk check, but I don't know that I see any of that money and what's happening to that money. So the Milk Marketing Board established this premium all the way back in 1988. So for decades, farmers, a lot of farmers, really have questioned what is happening with that money. And the truth is we don't have a lot of accountability and transparency around that money today. So House Bill 224 would put transparency, accountability around the Pennsylvania Milk Marketing Board's overorder premiums, and would also give them the authority to audit where that money is going so we can make sure that that money's actually getting back to Pennsylvania dairy farmers. Okay, any closing thoughts? You know, one thing I'd like to mention, Clint, all three of these bills saw broad bipartisan support. In fact, I think they passed, all of them passed unanimously. Um, maybe we have one or two no votes on one of the bills. And I think that speaks to the importance of this issue, whether you're rural or, or some of our or reps, even from Philadelphia, they all supported these bills. They know the importance of Pennsylvania agriculture and Pennsylvania dairy to Pennsylvania agriculture. And as we look at kind of the dairy landscape right now, 
this is a great time for the dairy industry. We see all sorts of new products coming out and new yogurts and new cheeses. These kind of consumptions of these specialty dairy products has increased in the last few years. And we want to encourage the development of those new products and that new processing right here in Pennsylvania to take advantage of our Pennsylvania milk. Thank you, John, for all the hard work that you have done on this important issue, helping our Pennsylvania dairy farmers. That's one of the things that, that I committed to do when I came down here, was try to help them turn it around. And as we do that, as we take on issues just like that, and we, and we really create a, the next generation of milk drinkers by hopefully getting this back into our schools, you know, the need for these opportunity zones, the need for accountability and transparency will continue to be so important. And uh, thank you for your leadership on that. Uh, thank you so much for joining in to today's conversations with Clint. Uh, hopefully this was helpful and uh, really engaged you in some of the issues that we're talking about here in Harrisburg. If there are any state-related issues that either of us can help you with in, your, uh, in our area, in your area, please uh, let us know. Um, we would love to help you. Uh, but for now, thank you for joining this Conversations with Clint. And join us again next time.